Dear Depression, we go way back. I remember the first time I met you. I was seven years old. A pigtailed lover of books, teased for the sneakers my mother could barely afford. The second time I met you was at a house party where a stranger packed himself into my mouth. It was the first time I understand the word ugly. We met again when I learned I had lupus and found out my body now belonged to an incurable disease. And again, when I was sad for the 49th day in a row, I begged you to go away, but you would not leave. Nice. Poetry. Spoken word. By Miss Tanya Ingram. Yes. Spoken Is she related word. to James Ingram? You remember James Ingram from back in the day, the singer? Why does that make sound familiar? Because he used to sing down, okay? Mr. James, he gave us just once. <laughs> Okay. Uh, the, the melody is like <laughs> I would need a little bit more but I was almost there with you the, the melody was starting to sound familiar it's an auntie it's an auntie it's an auntie classic yeah with his just one it, it, does, it does sound familiar but I don't know Tanya could be but I I don't know much about her but um, we found her via BuzzFeed yeah mm-hmm. um, and it seems you know poetry is her thing so yeah. I'm sure some of you listening have heard of her and we'll or you're familiar the- with her the full video in the link um, or in the description because the entire video was amazing. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. And the title of the poem was This is What It Feels Like to Be Depressed. Depressed. Dear Depression. Mm-hmm. I like how she started it out. Like it's a letter to depression. depression. I, like mm-hmm. that. I yeah. like that. She's dope. Yeah, she is. But, uh, What's up, y'all? How are you guys? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Hung Up Podcast where. You might be sad for the 49th day in a row. True. Or you might not be related to James Ingram. (laughs) Either way. (laughs) We will never hang up on you. (laughs) As always, I'm P. Ryan. Find me on Instagram and Twitter at IAM, or and the Twitter, how dare I, at IAMPRYAM. Hey, y'all. It's Eric, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at E-Dante, D-A-N-T-E, Cole, C-O-L-E. Yes. Find us both on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Hung Up Pod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D, Facebook.com slash Hung Up Pod. And thank you for your emails, your support, your stories, um, all your love. Uh, continue to send that to hunguppod at gmail.com. Or you can go to our Instagram page, follow us first. <laughs> and then you can click the email link on our Instagram page to contact us. And... Thank you guys for your ratings, your reviews, your comments on the SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, anywhere that you can find a man who you thought it wasn't going to work out, but for some reason you feel like you miss him. Okay? Hey. The one that got away from us. Oh, no, he didn't get away. He's still here. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) But it seems like he might stay just a bit longer. Do you think that's true? Do we, you know, the saying, the one that got away from us, do we all have one or two or three Uh -uh. that could have got away from us? I have zero. I have zero. Don't start your shit, people. I'm not starting it. (laughs) I'm presenting it. Okay? Mm -hmm. It is what it is. I don't have nobody. Mm -hmm. And if you think I do, name names or keep it on the playground. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) Every once in a blue, y'all get a text from P. Ryan. And I'm like, see, see. Now remember this when you say, you don't be talking to nobody. I don't. Where are they at? In my phone. Where they? But where are they at now? The, the Did I, la- have I texted you recently? The last conversation we had, I was like, remember this. Listen. No. It's all. <laughs> it's all in play. I know you don't have anyone like. Uh-huh. Serious, but y'all don't get fooled. He's he's not, he's not out here just not getting no attention at all. Like the attention is there. It just may be. It may not be warranted. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what's on your phone, but according to mine, it may not be um, the kind of attention we want. Which oh God, that just happens a lot. Like we be wanting the attention, and we get it from places that we really just don't want it. So we discount that because we don't want that shit anyway. Get the fuck out of here. Mm. 
But whatever. Either okay. way, y'all, welcome. Welcome, guys. Speaking of which, let's just go ahead and get to the check-in. P. Ryan, how are you? I'm doing well. <laughs> I can't complain. Like, life is good. I feel like I'm cute. You know, life is... You are with your baseball cap. You got your jean jacket on. Yes, I'm giving you black and denim. <laughs> but, yes, life is life is great. I really cannot complain. Um, by the time you guys listen to this, I will be 27. So, woo New Year, same well, me. I'm saying tomorrow, but at, we're taping Thursday night. But tomorrow's your birthday, isn't tomorrow it? Tomorrow is the my 20th. birthday, four twenty. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. It's just brought a lot of good things. So on <clears throat> the academic front, um, I have just updated my signature and my email to reflect two master's degrees. Um, I recently found out that a manuscript I submitted for publication. Got accepted for publication. Um, I'm really excited about that. That is dope. Congratulations. Because stu- thanks. Um, because the study looked at um, black, same-gender loving men and their experiences of racial discrimination and how those experiences impact their sexual identity appraisal. Um, hmm. So I'm grateful that you know the powers that be saw it as a good contributor to the field. Sexual and, identity identity appraisal. Yeah, so like right. whether or not you like mm-hmm. fucks with the fact that you're same gender loving. Right. So I'm really grateful that, you know, it was accepted into a publication and that those, you know, even though it was a small amount of male voices, um, but that those voices could be heard, um, which is really dope. Praise God, my dissertation is well on the way to being started. I have confirmed a chair and committee so, you know, I really have nothing to complain about. I'm still broke as shit, but <laughs> I have nothing to complain about because um, I'm really just in a dope-ass space. And I'm grateful to be starting my um, 27th year on this note. Yeah. yeah what about dope. you? That's Enough dope. about me. Well, not too much going on with me this week. Um, work was pretty insane. Um, we had... A lot of events going on on campus this week, so it was just all-out pandemonium. So it definitely kept me busy. Um, I got back starting the tennis this week, so I'm not where I want to be to join the league. The spring season just started, but I just started like just conditioning, um, stretching, doing clinics out on the tennis court, um, just getting myself back into the game. Ooh. And this year... I, I feel better physically because over the winter, I didn't do nothing. You know what I mean? I was still doing cardio, was still working out a little bit. Usually, I don't do shit over the winter break. That first day out on the courts in the spring is, like, brutal. Yeah. And it's painful. Not this time around. So that felt good to know that, you know, the work uh, that I put in over the winter, which really wasn't a lot, y'all. <laughs> but... Clearly, every every little bit helps. Um, a really big component of tennis is breathing yeah. because you're doing so much running. So it just felt good. Um, we had a couple of cute days of weather, and now we're back in the winter winter tundra. So hopefully, um, we'll get some more of that this week. And um, that's really it for me, P. Ryan. Um, you know, last week in my check-in, I mentioned a friend who who passed away. Tomorrow morning is actually his funeral, so today has just been kind of, I don't know, a weird kind of day. Yeah. Um, Harold, who you know I mentioned was um, in the group, a friend as well, he sent me a few videos of Kirby um, earlier this week, and I just, full disclosure, I have not been able to bring myself to, to watch him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still processing it. I don't know what it is, yeah. you know, why I'm, you know, just having a little bit of a, a tough go at it. Well, because you're grieving. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry you have to grieve in this moment. I mean, you know, clearly I hope you know this, but if you need an ear or, yeah. you know, <laughs> two ears or a cuddle, I'm here. Switch loud or cuddle, y'all. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I, no, even I appreciate though, No matter that. how much I love it and getting it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm here for you. Thank you. You're welcome. 
But that's it for me. Yeah. And we ain't got no letters. So, <laughs> so that's it no for the listener feedback, too. <laughs> well, I don't... Yeah, you're right. We, we don't have any letters. Um, but if I could just say, um, you know, before we get into the topic, um, you know, before me and you started recording tonight, I mentioned that, you know, we just celebrated a year. So I just wanted to take a few seconds to really just acknowledge you mm-hmm. and um, just thank you for sharing this space with me, um, for sharing this platform with me. It's given me, both of us, but it's given me an opportunity to just express myself. And it's been really dope. And this is a lot of work, you know what I mean? And you have a lot on your plate right now. I have things on my plate right now. <laughs> Not as much as you, but we both, you know, are, are, you know, juggling different things. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to say, you know, just kudos. Um, thank you to you. Thank you to all the listeners. Um, I'm really proud of, you know, what we've created. It's really just been a space for me and P. Ryan to come, relax, kick back, talk shit, kind of get away from our weeks, our hectic weeks. And I think the listeners kind of vibe with that. So, yeah, I wanna, thank you. No problem, one. <laughs> but I want to, you know, thank you as well. Um, just to be completely transparent, like, we did talk about this prior. And, like, I'm going to be real. Like, sometimes it is rough, you know, showing up to this thing and, like, being on 24-7. Sometimes, you know, you don't want to do this shit, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But one thing that I can say is that no matter whether it's a day that I want to do it or I don't, I'm always glad that I'm doing it with you. So, yeah. Let's cuddle, P. Ryan. No, don't fucking play with me because I want to cuddle <laughs> and you're not allowed. You don't give me credit for when we cuddled in Chicago. We cuddled one good time and it was only like two seconds because you moved away. We watched. What, you didn't like my thick ass body? We watched a good portion of that movie together. And we laughed. What movie? It was the um, the two old white ladies. Bitch, you talking about um, Grace uh, Grace and Frankie? Yeah. <laughs> First of all, we weren't even cuddling during then. We cuddled one time because I remember and I journaled about it. We we cuddled. Patrick, what are you? We cuddled during like our drinking night when we were interviewing people from the conference. Okay. Clearly, um, like. Okay. I don't even remember. It's fine. Anyway, what's the topic? I can start? You can. Okay. (laughs) So we started the episode with a poem. Um, This is what it feels like to be depressed, to kind of like set the stage, right, for the conversation. Um, Going back to my check-in from last week, I had mentioned being a part of um, a positive uh, psychology seminar. And me and your conversation that particular evening kind of touched on... I know it definitely brought in, you know, just how positive thought uh, affects us in different situations, affects how we think, how we react, how we process things. This particular seminar, the w- one of the objectives was really to help us all um, learn more positive language, how to feel better, how to perform better, how to break out of these dark corners that we sometimes can find ourselves in. And just overall, just be encouraged that we can live better, healthier, more happier, fulfilling lives. That same week, um, last week, uh, scouring over YouTube, which I do a lot. I love YouTube. <laughs> I feel like you can get so much information um, from YouTube. I came across this video called Silence the Shame. And the title kind of like stuck out at me. And I clicked on it. And I'm glad that I did. It was a panel discussion about depression. Something that we may know people that have dealt with it or are dealing with it, Mm -hmm. or even ourselves, you know what I mean? Dealing with it or have, you know, dealt with it in the past. Depression is one of those things that impacts people differently. Um, It's very nuanced. Uh, I think that's why some people even kind of separate like mood depression from clinical depression. Um, and maybe you can talk a little bit about... Oh, maybe not. Because maybe too much. <laughs> I, you know, 
you know, I didn't want to get too like you know. I'm definitely not an expert on this opinion. Me either. I'm still in school. So, <laughs> what you mean? We just talked about stereotype threat. Don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to help you get this dissertation together. It's not on depression. <laughs> but <clears throat> it's just very nuanced in that way, where it's you know, it's it, people experience it differently. Mm. You know, some people can function, some people can't, right, and all that in between. But I think one thing that we can all agree on is that, you know, depression doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. And I think that people, most people generally do want to feel better, do want to live healthier, more fulfilling lives. I think that we, I was going to say we just don't know how to, but I think there are other barriers that prevent us from moving sure. forward. Because I think a lot of times we do mm-hmm. know what it is that we we need to do. We know the work that we need to put in, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes, you know, falling into depression or whatever mental illness you may be um, experiencing works out for your benefit. So it's like, you know, that's kind of a thought that's like in the back mm-hmm. of my mind. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, sometimes we genuinely want to feel better, but then sometimes it's like we want to feel better, but the situation we in now, dealing with what we're dealing with, works so Mm. for whatever benefit it may bring so Mm. yeah that's kind of a toss-up but go ahead continue no that's i'm I'm glad you brought that up uh because i never i never thought of it thought about it that way listen child for some people it works okay especially if we're like benefiting from it like a relationship you know what i mean or not having to work Mm. because your mental illness says that you are unfit to carry a job So, I mentioned that the video was a panel. Mm-hmm. So, I just wanted to mention the people who sat on the panel. Uh, you had uh, Miss Carrie Hilson. Hey, Carrie. <laughs> okay. You had our homeboy, James Bland from Giants. Oh, hi, James. What's up? What's oh. up? <laughs> we had uh, Nicole Kane from Exo Nicole blog. Oh, who has definitely gone through a transformation. Mm-hmm. And listen, you guys, if you, you know, I, and I'm sure we'll put the link in the, the post. We can put all the links in. But you guys, check it out if you get a chance. It is a little long. It's about an hour. But um, check it out. Check it out. So, yeah, Nicole Kane from um, Exo Nicole, uh, Dr. Ayana Abrams, who was a therapist, and also Von Gay uh, was a therapist. They all sat on a panel, which was hosted by Shanti Das who, uh, her name may sound familiar to folks listening. Uh, She's uh, considered a hip-hop industry vet. Uh, She has worked with a lot of different artists. Mm -hmm. And she's also the founder of Silence the Shame, which is a a platform that she created uh, to share her personal struggles and her story with depression. Uh, She uh, discloses, you know, her... You know what happened with her because she, you know, attempted suicide. So she created this to share her story um, with other people in hopes that it would break down some of these walls and, and the stigma attached to depression, to just like allow room for a conversation. You know what I mean? Like sometimes we don't know what the end result is going to be, or you know, other times we could set all these great thought out objectives. You know, in in, in, in in hopeful outcomes, right? But sometimes we don't get there, you know? Sometimes it just starts with creating a space. Mm. And when it comes to the black community, I think that that's something that is is more needed than in others. Yeah. And I, you know what I mean? If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. <clears throat> so let's go ahead and just get into the conversation. I wanted to start with, you know, just how... Depression shows up, but let's, I guess first, let's read the definition of depression. Go ahead. For the sake of the conversation. Do you want to read the first part? You you take it. This your show. (laughs) (laughs) You're leading. Lead the combo. (laughs) The definition of depression is a mental condition characterized by feelings of severe despondency and dejection. Typically also with feelings of inadequacy and guilt, often accompanied by a lack of energy and disturbance of appetite and sleep. Some other definitions 
I found of depression because it can be used in different contexts. Mm -hmm. But I thought what was interesting was even when used in different contexts, it still had the same like buzz to it, mm -hmm. you know, same feeling, yeah. same sound to it. So other definitions were a long and severe recession, the act of lowering something or pressing something down, a sunken place. All very relevant to how people can feel, mm -hmm. you know, when they're when they're battling depression. Yeah. So, my first question is really just, how does depression show up in our lives? Feeling one way on the outside, but feeling a totally different way on the inside. Maybe not being able to enjoy the things that make us happy. Being everything to everyone else around us, but not doing anything for ourselves. It could be the expectation, some could argue a cultural one, that you gotta keep moving through adversity and not complain and keep your head up, you know what I mean, and be a man. It could be that strong friend in the group that has to kind of carry the burden of everyone or that strong family member, like when we saw it you know, in Soul Food. Um, that made me think of Terry, how she was the lawyer, she had went to school, so she kind of carried- Fuck the family! Right, the family <laughs> fucked- Fuck my husband! <laughs> Okay, but that's a play that. She did. <laughs> My God, we gotta have a a, a topic so we can soon. use. <laughs> can you trust family with your man? <laughs> but no, um, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like with Terry, like she people were mad at her because they felt like she put herself on like this pedestal. Mm -hmm. But she was also had this rage on the inside See? because she felt like Y'all put everything on me because I'm the only one who really went out here and did something mm -hmm. with myself and didn't fuck my life up. You know what I mean? It could also be not being able to enjoy, you know, a social life or being able to save money or being stressed over finances. These are the kind of things that I thought of when I, when I thought to myself, how does depression show up in our lives? Mm -hmm. Anything you want to add? So when I considered kind of like the definition of depression like I immediately went to like um DSM diagnoses so like a lot of like break that down what's you so the DSM? DSM is oh shit now you gonna have me out here quoting what the DSM is so it's kind of like the diagnostic diagnostic manual for diagnosing <laughs> different mental illnesses okay right so when I think depression I think like okay clinical significance involves impairment and also um distress right so like you can experience symptoms i think we all experience symptoms of depression in different times of our lives but does it have does do you experience it in a length of time where you can be like okay this has now become a theme of my life right there are like literally like amounts of times where you can then be diagnosed with depression and then also is it distressing to you are you experiencing the symptoms and you're just like, oh, but I'm moving through life? Or is it like, this is really taking a toll on my life's quality? And is it impairing? Are you not able to go out and do your job? Are you not able to like interact with people? Are you not able to like play out your daily functionings? If you meet mm. those criteria, then it's just like, okay, you are diagnosable for okay. depression. Or like okay. depression, you can be diagnosed with depression. So I was thinking things you mentioned before, like sleep interference, um, either eating too much or eating too little, um, isolation, thoughts of death, you know, feeling sad more times than not um, in a certain amount of time, whether that be like over two months or like two weeks or whatever it may be. Um, all these things, right? Yeah. So I feel like for me, that's how depression can play out in your life. Like if you know what your normal routine of life is, but then you see in a certain time span that routine has been shifted because you, you know, have no motivation to kind of like, or you feel like you can't do the things that once gave you pleasure, or you find yourself isolating from those who usually gave you joy, or you feel like you're thinking about death all the time, or, you know, you've had this sad mood more times than not in like mm -hmm. a certain span of time. I'm just like, ooh, you might be experiencing some depression. But... <clears throat> Does that make sense? It does, and I'm glad. Because now you got me on the spot. I'm kind of flustered. No, I feel like <laughs> you answered my question as far as, like, uh, mood versus clinical. Mm. Like, 
And I even read somewhere online about making sure you're discerning between grieving a death mm-hmm. because that'll make you sad, right? Which is a mood, like being sad is a mood. Yeah. Versus, like you said, this has now taken over your life and now you're impaired in so many different ways. Or there's just like certain criteria that you may or may not meet right. to receive like a true diagnosis gotcha. of depression. I think so easily we... and Self-diagnose. Yeah, and I mm. deal with a lot of people too and interact who are just like, oh, I'm depressed. And I always follow up with, well, what would that mean? You know? Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, well, I stay in bed all the time. And I'm like, well, on Saturdays, you'll catch me in a bed all day. Am I depressed? Right. Like, what is really depression? And then they're just like, oh, I don't know. So we really parse out. And I'm just like, okay, well, do you experience this? Do you experience this? Are you experiencing all of this in this time frame? And then it, sometimes it'll be like, okay, yes, I'm experiencing depression. But other times it's like, oh, maybe I'm not depressed. And maybe I'm just using a word loosely, right? Mm. So I think it's important to kind of understand and that's important like, too. what your not labeling not mislabeling ourselves because we kind of draw that energy Mm -hmm. you know claiming something that we may not even be a product of Mm -hmm. I hope I didn't move the conversation too tangentially but no I fucks with it (laughs) so a few questions or like points came up during the discussion that I wanted to kind of bring here Uh, Shanti asked the panel what has been your journey to over, overall wellness? So I want to ask you that. What has been your journey to over, overall wellness? Or what has that looked like for you? Is it, is it happening now? Uh, yeah, I think it's a continuous journey, right? Mm. Um, I, don't know, I don't know how to define my journey like in its totality per se, but... I would say a part of my journey is isolation, which sometimes doesn't help for experiences with depression or anxiety. Um, But I think just to be well, sometimes, like, I have to isolate, right? Like, I have to get away from, honestly, people, because people be stressful as fuck. And so when you think back to some of our shows and, like, our check-ins, there was a moment in time where I was just like, oh, I'm taking a lot of time to myself right I literally like stopped hanging out with folks to just get myself together and like I learned in that process that being to myself in certain like time frames is the best thing I can do for my wellness Mm -hmm. like my life literally changes when I'm like home by myself in my room just you know cleaning or binging a show or just journaling or just really being to me Mm -hmm. you know and so I think if I were to define anything as kind of like the most impactful thing for my wellness journey, it would be. Spending time alone. All the time. Which we, like you said, we've talked about several times. Like that's, it's a good, it's a good way to just fall in love with yourself. Yeah. And you know I'm in love with me. Sounds hella narcissistic, that's fine. No, but we really have to. Because, you know, like they say, how the hell are we going to love somebody else? If you don't love yourself. You can't love yourself. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for the Anita Baker base. Yes. So, interesting enough, I feel like it's the opposite for me. Okay. Because I'm, I naturally am a loner. I grew up the only child for such a long time. And I always spend a, I spend a lot of time by myself. So, for me... My journey to wellness has actually been opening up, spending time with the people that I care about, um, spending time to really get to know other people. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I guess that's coupled with spending time alone, journaling. um, Breathing. Come on and breathe. Breathe again. <laughs> you know what? I would. <laughs> Tony. Okay. And I can't Grabbing your crotch and doing it. You what you say? Because you know the new Tony. Oh, I'm not grabbing my crotch. <laughs> the new Tony would. Oh. <laughs> I want to burn, man. You know. <laughs> I'm not going to think about it. <laughs> 
Go ahead. You were saying? Um, spending time alone. I know I said journaling. What did I last Breathing. say? Breathing. Breathing, yes. Again. So, I watch... <laughs> we talk about Ayala on this show all the time. Absolutely. She had an episode, like, eons ago, where she told the folks about their breathing and she was just like you know we just don't breathe right we don't we don't and, and it wasn't until it's true though i really started paying attention to my breathing pattern there were some times where i was suffocating myself yeah. literally not breathing there, breathe. there are times throughout the day y'all where we literally do not breathe mm-hmm. and a part of my journey to overall overall wellness has been to actually take time out to focus on my breathing, like doing deep breaths and exhales. I do a lot of walking, especially to work in the morning and back home if I don't, you know, take the train. And I'm really just mindful just of my breathing. So oh, yeah. just just little things like that mm-hmm. that have been really helpful for me because, like you said, the shit is it's an ongoing process. Yeah. Breathing's definitely a blessing. And that's all I have to say. <laughs> it really is. It'll get and that's you the all end she wrote. Yeah. So moving right along, um, Carrie. Hilson. Yes. Okay. She got a lot to be depressed about. Well, in the words of tweet. And it's interesting to kind of hear her tell her story because I, I, I really am curious what other folks think when they watched it or, you know, if they're going to watch it, how they feel. Because I feel that Carrie. Um, Part of her was still trying to be a celebrity. Mm. And I just felt like there were times where she just wasn't keeping it 100%. Like, she was just... (laughs) I don't know. I'm not a big Carrie Hilson fan. Like, I never really was. I think she's really pretty, and I think Pretty Girl Rock was amazing. She she is gorgeous. She really is. She fucked up when she came for the queen. She did, and that ruined her career. Well, for most people, it would. She could have done well. It would. It would for most people. Yikes. So, she brought up cellular memory um, in, like, the middle of the conversation. And she she mentioned that infants can take energy and trauma and the experience... Even in the womb, like before we're actually like fully developed, our cells can carry memory, um, good memories, bad memories, trauma, all of that. So I did a little fact checking and you guys, it turns out that there is some supportive research out there that shows that cells can retain memories and scientists are saying that cells can sometimes retain memories that are later recalled. So y'all, we talking about generations later. Yeah. Y'all hear me? Like, yeah. this is powerful. Mm-hmm. Memories that can be later recalled and or help to form new memories. So memories that we're forming today could have been implicated by memories decades ago or centuries ago, right? So th- there's just some research to support this. It may or may not be 100% true. Mm-hmm. You guys can look it up for yourself. But that, in and of itself, like really made me reflect on the experience of slavery. Mm. Okay. Because that experience was, you talk about traumatic. I mean, mm-hmm. and it lasted for such a long time. Yeah. yeah. And even post-slavery, and you guys, like, I'm no historian. And I don't have to spend time going through the timeline, but we even know after slavery, emancipation, post-emancipation. Today. Today. Mm -hmm. The trauma has maintained itself. Absolutely. How? Absolutely. As a people. And we we keep going through, we keep pushing through, and we survive. Mm -hmm. P. Ryan, that that just like really, uh, I'm kind of like, have goosebumps a little bit because it's powerful. We're developed in this trauma. Right, and so right. and we're experiencing it with each and every generation. So it's just like the consequences of that trauma are very much alive today than yes. as they were in the past. Yeah. Right. So I mean, yeah. I don't even know what I was trying to say, but yes, it's deep. It's a lot, and that's why you know folks really cannot say that 
slavery is over. It's, not. it's done with. It's not because why won't you guys get over it? Yeah, it's deeper than that. We experience the consequences of it very much today. And we today, living today, we are also. It is my belief. I believe it that we are also experiencing the trauma of the folks who marched. You know, when we weren't even thought of. Sure. You know, we're experiencing the trauma of all the black men, women, and children and little boys that were lynched, you know, and never had a voice, you know what I mean? All the people that were burnt alive, all the people, you know what I mean? Like, that's ingrained in our history and in our blood. And I just think that it's powerful to even be, to even know that and acknowledge that, you know what I mean? And can even make us more empowered today yeah. and tomorrow to um, maybe, you know, go about the world in a different way or um, how we make our decisions, knowing that we really are products and reflections of our ancestors. Absolutely, yeah. Dr. Ayana brought up employers. And, you know, because we talk about access and equity when, it, you know, when it comes to mental health, mental health issues, you know, we have these benefits through work. And a lot of times our benefits do offer some type of assistance, if not free therapy, um, up to a, no, a certain amount of times per year or like some type of discount or a referral service. You know what I mean? Like all types of benefits. Yeah. Dr. Ayana brought up the fact that HR and, our, and the managers at our jobs really don't invest any time educating we, the employees, about the mental health benefits and resources that we have at work. Sure. You know what I mean? A lot of this stuff you really have to figure out on your own or seek help. Because low-key HR ain't for you. They're for the company. Okay. Don't be fooled. Please don't. Mind you guys, like, this is where we get a lot of our stress and depression. It's from work. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of interesting that the place that causes a lot of it is the one place that, you know, is not educating, even though they have the resources, they have the tools. Because y'all paying for the insurance, you know? Why not give me, you know, information or make it easily accessible? And there could be all different types of reasons for that. And that's I feel like that's a totally different episode. Mm -hmm. um, you know, access to services yeah. and why those services may or may not be there. So she mentioned in order to like find help for those who are struggling, she said, go, go to Google, type in therapist and then your zip code and hit search. And I was just like, mm, I had some issues with that. And I wanted to ask you like, how effective is that to finding the type of care that you may need, <clears throat> especially when, you go to you you go to Google, yeah. all you get is a name and an address. Right. I think that Google search of, okay, therapist zip code, yeah, it shows you that there are therapists in your area. Right. But is it showing you that it's a therapist that works for you? Right. Right. Maybe not. How do we get right? to that point? Or does it take several attempts sometimes to find the right therapist? Right. Find because the right you can't fit? speed date therapists, right? You can't mm -hmm. go to one and then go to another and then go to a, I mean, you can, but it's going to be very costly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, how do you find the right one? Like, that's extremely tough, right? Yeah. Um, I can say... In, and overwhelming. I yeah, I and haven't really... You just really, see, like, <laughs> this everyone. plethora of information. I haven't found yeah. a therapist, per se, but I know that when I was looking, I, I really tried to dissect each, like, area of interest and, like, what kind of clientele they're used to. So I filtered my results as it is by... Black therapists and preferably male. Black male in this area gave me like two people. Right. One of them happened to be my you. mentor. Oh. Right? <laughs> no. One of them was my mentor. So I was like, oh, that's not going to work out. <laughs> so I had to broaden down. So I was like, okay, just black. Right? Mm -hmm. um, and then I had to kind of like sift through really what their experiences has been, who they worked with. Because it's easy to be like, oh, I work with LGBT populations and you have like, you've had one LGBT client. Right? right. So, right. I really try to just do the research, and I think maybe that's how you find the one that works for you. Really, just doing the sure. research, looking at testimonials. Like, especially if you're a minority, it might be easy to ask around and like find people who have experienced mm. that same therapist. I like right. That. I like so that. So just really doing your homework. Doing doing the research. Mm -hmm. 
making it a community issue, mm-hmm. right? So if we see our friends a little down and out, maybe you want to ask them how they're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you know a black therapist that you you may be able to refer someone to. Sure. Um, and, you know, they brought that up in the conversation a little bit too. Um, not feeling shame to approach a friend that you feel might need a little support because people who are dealing with depression or symptoms of depression may not always be so forthcoming Mm -hmm. or feel comfortable. You know what I mean? So she, let me see. She did mention, um, she said that there are some therapists out there who work pro bono. I'm not really sure how you find them, but she said that there's some are, um, like I mentioned, employee assistance through work, um, I know that's a channel that I used um, one point when I was looking for. I was able to call and specifically request a black therapist, and they referred me. They gave nice. me three or four mm-hmm. that were in my area. Um, large community groups out there, you guys, peer groups, applications. <laughs> I have an app on my phone. I'm not going to mention the name of it, but I have an app on my phone that is a community app where people anonymously from all around the world come in and kind of like talk about different issues but also support each other Mm -hmm. um so there's all types of different avenues and alternatives that you know you you may be able to seek i've I've heard working out is very therapeutic for some people that is a way to kind of exercise out the things that you know But be not fooled. For some people, it's just adding on stress. Okay? (laughs) (laughs) But yes, I agree. I'll say for me, running a good couple of miles, the stress melts away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you feel better afterwards, don't you? you? Yeah. Because I know I definitely feel great after a game of tennis. Um, I really do. It does. it, It feels good. So... Don't really have much left um, other than, um, you know, Dr. Ayana also mentioned um, the shame stigma attached to seeking therapy that many people usually wait anywhere between five to seven years, sometimes longer, to actually show up um, or seek help. People usually show up in crisis. Um, And, you know, you guys, that also kind of like filters out into other parts of our life. you know, when we're not doing the work to be the best version of who we can be. You know what I mean? But, like, when we look into why is that, right? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us convince ourselves that we have everything under control until that shit truly hits all of the fan. Mm-hmm. And then we got shit all over our walls, yeah. right? So And in our face. Yeah. So we're not going <laughs> to readily seek out help, especially if we've been conditioned not to. Yeah. Because we feel like, okay, I've got this under wraps. Like, yes, my life you know, have some troubles, but I'm handling it until we literally cannot. And then we show up in somebody's office like, I am on the verge of some crazy shit. Help me. Which, to Dr. Ayana's point, it takes so much more work Mm -hmm. in sessions to help someone at that point because it's been sometimes decades Mm -hmm. of trauma (laughs) that you're not going to fix in five or seven sessions. Especially in the community mental health setting. Yeah. 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 So, and and another example she used is like having a cold. Like, we wouldn't go with a cold for longer than two weeks. Okay. So why would you go longer than two weeks dealing with something that you know has you fucked up and messed up in the head? You said it's stigma and shame, but what we got to do... It's the stigma and shame. I'm shit! Really do. <laughs> yes. It was so crazy. Shout out to Got Chicago. To. Okay. I'm it was such that a shit. good time. Yes. <laughs> so final thoughts. Um, be careful who you open up and share things with. And me and P, you know, Bitch. P Ryan and I have mentioned that before. Read me. Okay. You know what I mean? Yes. Protect your heart. Protect your 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 space. And Protect your, your man, bitch. Prote- <laughs> Just kidding. Just sorry. I'm sorry. Let's bring it back. Yes, Eric. Protect it all. Protect your business. Yes. Okay? Because people will take it and run with it. Take it it and run with it and can really be cruel, Mm -hmm. you know, and nasty, especially with the internet and social media. Yeah. Y'all already know. Protect it. Protect protect your temple, y'all. Also know that one day you can play the therapist and the next day be the patient. We, again, make it a community 
effort. Make it a community thing where we are just willing and wanting to look out and take care of each other. Mm -hmm. And don't think that just because someone appears to have it all together, degrees and accolades and, and, and jobs and money and... That don't mean that they ain't torn up on the inside. Okay. And as one who works on staff, your therapist got a lot of shit. <laughs> it's a lot okay? of shit that you have to carry, especially because you're working with so many yes, different people. Yes, be wary of your therapist, y'all. <laughs> and you know, I do counseling and I work with different people from all over the world in a different context. Mm-hmm. But it's the same thing. People carry so much with them. You know, when they kind of unload that on you and you have to process it, dissect it, give them best practices, give them next steps, send them back off into the world, knowing that they're probably going to come back and seek additional help. You you it's it, that's a that's a transfer of energy. Yeah. Counter transference is real. Yes. OK. So and to end the conversation. I figured we could just mention some ways that, you know, we have some actions that we've taken, whether recently or in the past, or maybe actions we want to take to just live happier, more fulfilling lives. I literally stay at the house. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this nigga. <laughs> you want your recording. I'll be up in the bed, like, yeah. watching Iyama and cackling to myself, journaling. But you're also dealing with a lot of shit yeah. right now. You and have so a having lot to be academically in front of yeah. on your plate. Like you are exerting so much energy on a daily basis, running around from intern to classroom to the podcast to the church house. You have a lot of shit going on. And to be honest, it's a lot of mental so energy. I get it. So one of the things that I've taken um, actually from a friend in my cohort, which actually helps a lot, you're exerting a lot of mental energy during the week. So... During the weekend, what I do is try to exert a lot of physical energy. Or even during the week sometimes, right? So, like, you know, even though I'm dead dog tired, you'll hear me say, oh, I went on this, like, however many mile run. Or I lifted, you know, weights and did a whole bunch of squats. Because that exerting all that physical energy Mm. takes your mind off of, like, the mental strain, right? And so it gives you that balance. Also, I really do be at the house on the weekends. I be sleep, Okay. Protect your sleep. <laughs> get some physical work in. Journal. Process your feelings. Accept yourself and accept others for who they may be. You'll be all right. That's dope. Or you may not. But hey, then we'll work on it from there. And I'll just snowball that <laughs> with, um, like I said, make it a community thing. I definitely feel good when I take the time out to help a friend. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Help someone else out. Be there for someone else. I feel fulfilled um, if I'm down and out and going through some things. Taking time to, you know, just listen to someone else. You know, get out of my own head. Get out of my own mess. You know what I mean? Um, I mentioned before, you know, journaling. Um, just whatever we can, you know, just, just you just got to find whatever works for you. Yeah. And it's going to be different for different people. So just find what works for you. And you got to have a support system. One thing I ask my students a lot is, who is your support system? Mm. You got to have a support system, even if it's just one person that you know that you can depend on to kind of be there for you. Because I feel like we all need that. Yeah. Count on me through thick and thin. A friend. Yes, you, that you better hit it. Will never end. When you are weak, I will be strong. Helping you to carry on. Call on me, I will be there. Don't be afraid. Hallelujah. Please believe me when I say. Count on heck, you, you can, can count, count on, on me. me. Hallelujah! <laughs> and that yes. was Come the on, topic Pino of this week. Or whatever we drinking. Yes. Thank it's you, P. Ryan. Stirring. That was dope. Yes. Shall we move into the hung pot? Let's go head on. Okay. With some. Do we just have disappointing one? news? Wait, what? We got a couple. Just some disappointing news. Where? You know, Coachella is a couple of weekends. So Beyonce is going to be performing again. And the news in the streets is she's going to switch some things up. And this performance is going to be a little different yeah, than the one that was streamed. 
But y'all, this one won't be streamed. So if you didn't catch her last week, like me, y'all, I did, I was not up at nobody's two o'clock. I was surprised that you didn't text me. So I was like, he's not watching this shit. Me and Tristan was... were asleep. Oh, okay. I was not. <laughs> I was screaming. Okay. I In my wish room. I was one of the number because I have spent the last week finding a clip here on Instagram, mm-hmm. a clip there on YouTube, and trying to piece together In the, words, the Beyonce experience. And it's just, it's yeah. not the same. It's In the words the of DJ Khaled, who was in the show. Yeah. Congratulations. You played yourself. Okay. <laughs> you should have been up. <laughs> I should have been. Watching the queen. And then I went to bed after I saw her. First of all, I couldn't even go to bed because I was so hyped. Right? Yeah. Went for a like charity walk early in the morning. Came back and they played it again. What was I doing instead of editing the show? Watching it again. They played it again? They played it twice. <laughs> and you know they are taking down if you had and I and I actually saw uh, for a while there was a video on YouTube that had the whole performance and it looked great mm. and it was up for a little while and I promise you I got through half let me tell you how I went to work came home that night and, and went to go not watch there. the second okay. half and someone has said nah nigga <laughs> we snatched that not so not so okay. we won't have that so if you didn't catch it then you may be able to catch her at a mass. I heard that some church in California is having a Beyonce mass. I don't know. I don't worship her. <laughs> I'm not about to do that with them. It's a bit much. Mm-mm. That's what I'm not going to do. So whatever you're into, you got different different options. You know, she's the, the, the tour is coming up. So, you know, catch her at Coachella, catch her at the mass, catch her on the tour. Catch her on the run. Yeah. Catch her on the run. So moving right along, just wanted to mention... Seven seconds was canceled. I was a little sad to see that. Aww. Because the, I was a big fan of the series. You were. And um, Corey Champagne, I've been in love with ever since then. And I'm always stalking um, and trolling his Instagram. And he responds back to me. So, you know. Um, I'm sad to hear that it's going to be canceled. I got to catch up on it. Well, the second season is canceled. Yeah. The first season is it's up. Still there. It's done. Yeah, I need to watch that. It's really good. It's really, really good. But at the same time, I feel like it could stand alone as one season. That's how good the first season was. Mm, okay. So, you know, whatever. Moving right along, Corey and Regina. You know what I mean? It was a great first season. It was a great first run. And we on to the next. Yeah. It was good. And last but not least, uh, I think it came out today on the 19th that Michelle got engaged. So happy for her. Congrats, Michelle. Ain't no poor Michelle, bitch. Okay. <laughs> Oh, you that, know how oh, people be website, trying to play her. Let that me tell website you. that they have of her. They even tried so to bad. play her on this um, reunion when everybody when was popping. Pop. Beyonce was popping like, hey, Kelly was popping like, hey. That whole torso. Michelle gave you a concave down, okay, or a concave down. You know math when you were looking at the parabola. But you know what. <laughs> Some things never change. Okay. Michelle has always been able to keep up in her own way. Can you keep up? Oh, she, she could. Been, she has been able to keep up in her own way. Mm-hmm. But over the years, we have we have giggled and kikied at Michelle. We know she can she can be a little stiff, but she's a church girl. She may not have popped it the way you wanted, but they, they had put her might. She said, "I want legs and I want my arms covered." Cover. Okay. <laughs> holiness, holiness, holiness in, in Coachella. Okay. She gave you what God wanted to give, okay? <laughs> but we got to give my girl some props, right? Even though she wasn't able to pop it how I would have <laughs> if they put me on that stage. She... By the way, I think Kelly did the best pop. Oh, Calandria? She was nasty, okay? You saw how she, she did that I little... I just think she did She did a little pop. dick motion with her microphone. I was like, Kelly didn't come to play. And it jiggled. She came to play. It jiggled. Okay. Mm. But Michelle, her guys. mic was up this time. And you could hear her, and she gave you pure vocals and harmonies. And I was like, Michelle, this, this is what we need, okay? I I stand for Michelle. I love her. And then it's so good to see that, like, you know, DC4, Kelly, Beyonce, Michelle, and Solange came to the performance, okay? We miss Latavia. She's married. She's doing her thing. But she gave nothing but love. Um, Oh, wait, no, no, no. Sorry. Latavia was looking a little bit like Michelle. When they did the number. <laughs> Latoya. 
is married and doing her thing. But Latavia was giving love like throughout the performance and even after. She's like, you know, I'm proud of B. I'm proud of this. I'm proud of that. I don't know if it's because she, you know, she's looking for a come up or because she genuine because she genuinely supports. But my girl, like, you know, Latavia, I love you <laughs> because you love them. Okay. I just, I'm not gonna, mm, not, not, not gonna say anything. Mm -mm. I'm gonna be supporting her on R&B Divas if she comes back. Latavia. Oh, I liked R&B Divas. Yeah. I'll definitely tune into that. Okay. With our girl, um, who, who I was trying to figure out her name. Can you touch it? Make it feel real good. Who? Mm, mm. Um, Kiki White? Fuck. Her name is right on the tip of my tongue. The hell with it. Mika? No. She was the lesbian. Oh, Moken stuff. Monifa. Monifa. Mm -hmm. So let's go ahead and move on <laughs> to the hug music. Yes. That's a great segue. I don't think that really anything else needs to be said. They each other. Yeah. Everything. Lift every voice and sing. Or, you know, I'm getting to the money. Hey! Everybody mad. What? What? The outfits... There were four. Did you have a favorite? All of them. But did you have a favorite? All of them. I, I really, <laughs> if I had a favorite, it was the all black. It was the, it was the all black. I stand for every outfit change. I stand for it was the really, BS, really nice. AKA the Stingettes, giving you the dance. Cause you know, in my private corners, I'm a Stingette. Okay. I like when she was Dean of Pledges. Okay, she was giving you little age hazing. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? And I saw an article that an alpha actually choreographed that portion of the show. Okay. Which, it looked familiar because when she started stepping, I was like, wait. Oh, when she did the... I said, was that I a... I said... Was that a... It was very much a yeah. mix of alpha yeah. and delta steps. Um, and I thought that was interesting because I know that there was an AKA up there from my university. One so of I the was dancers. just like, huh? One yeah. Of the dancers, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Shout out to Tina J. Mm. Um, and I just, I was just like, how's she feeling <laughs> doing these, you know, these fortitude poses, but kind of modified? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, the band. Everything. I it just was love whole... that idea of mm -hmm. her, and the music was mixed so well. Somebody tweeted, this was the best homecoming I've ever been to, and I was just like, that's it. That's all of it. And the you, best HBCU homecoming. And if you you know, went to an HBCU, or if you're attending one now, um, this was definitely triggering. <laughs> and it was, it, was, it was just nice to see um, so much blackness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was very black. And also, I would and like to give... It just with so much finesse. Yeah. Honorable mention, though, to that delicious man of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated, who was one of her dancers. The brand, the bald head, the body. Sir, I'm not sure follow us at Hung Up Pod. <laughs> okay? He know who he is. You know, what I think is really interesting is that whenever Beyonce does something phenomenal, mm -hmm. like she did at Beychella, um, people just start pouring out trying to compare her to Michael Jackson. And I'm just like, why do we continue to did have this say, conversation? Yeah. And why do we continue to even entertain that? Bro, there's no comparison. First there's of all, no like... no comparison. These are and two she, different people in two different lanes. Like, Someone she saying? looks up to. Yeah. Someone who actually inspires her work. And she's not only voiced that, you know what I mean? The people like uh, Michael Jackson, Prince, Diana Ross. These are all people that she looks up to. Mm -hmm. You can also see them reflected in her music, reflected in her art, reflected in her choreography. Why... I just don't understand why there has to be a comparison. There is no comparison. Yeah. Michael is a better entertainer. There's well, no wait. Wait a minute. There's no comparison. Michael. Michael Jackson is who he is. I don't think he's a better. And there's entertainer. no comparison. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. There's no comparison. Yeah. I think that Beyonce, because Beyonce is, in her is a lane better entertainer than Michael Jackson. I shed what I shed. Okay. 
That that performance alone. Michael is good for a moonwalk and he gives you what he gives you. And I'm not gonna take that I can't take that away from him. Michael is but, a legacy. Okay, she but has so yet is to Beyonce. Complete the amount of work and put in the same Give amount time. of time. Give her time. There would be no Beyonce without the Michael Jacksons, I'm the Diana Rosses. I'm not that, but I'm saying that her work ethic, the work that she has put in, the products that she has produced thus far. Is right? excellent. But you, I don't, I, I don't, the reason why I brought that up is because I don't put them in the same category. Okay. I don't say that, you know, I, I just think that they're two totally, two totally different people. Okay. You know what I mean? I think Michael Jackson has his his work that can't be touched. Nobody can do what Michael Jackson did. Nobody can replicate what Michael Jackson did. Just like, you know, with Diana Ross, you you may be able to create your work mm-hmm. and be and be great. You know what I mean? But I just don't think that you can um I'm going to get on that train. But when you had said that Michael was a better performer, Ooh, I had to get off that train. Okay. Well, <laughs> as far as okay, we can just say they're in different lanes. Because so. Beyonce don't got folks passing out at her concerts. How you know? However, be, because we would have seen them, just like for Michael Jackson, it happened all the time, all around the world. You don't think he got that reaction everywhere he went? It's probably because she, it's probably because she got air it. conditioning. We would see it. Okay. You know what I mean? Just like we saw it with Michael Jackson. We see what they create. And that's why I said you can't compare the two. They both create, they both have different energies and have impacted people completely different, I think. Um, and maybe some some of the same. But I just I just don't like when people even do that. Like, leave Michael alone. Okay. Just like leave Whitney alone. Let these let let people's legacies stand, especially when they did, you know. I never will take away from their legacies because they're everything. I'm gonna just say Beyonce does what she does. Okay? One thing I will, but say I will say the sigma that they use to spell Beyonce, y'all spelling B S Y O N C S. So I don't know what that is, okay? Because the sigma is not an E. That's, That's something I noticed too. I'm like. <laughs> That does not say Beyonce because those are Greek it's letters. Like, <laughs> but you know, that's all. We we all appropriate in in different ways. Okay, you know what I mean. But nah, she's the bomb. Um, her performance was amazing. Absolutely, and, the fact um, she's very black. The no one's really doing. And I was having this conversation with someone um, today at work. You know going away from why do people compare her to Michael, why are people messing with Beyonce? What female is out right now doing the kind of things that she's doing, doing the putting on the type of shows that she's doing? Who, putting in the work that she's doing. What female is the queen doing. of R&B and the queen of rap at the same time? Did you catch it? Okay. All right, y'all. <laughs> Um, I, I had a few honorable mentions for Hung Music because so much happened this past week in mm-hmm. music. I mean, it's just music all over the place, y'all. <laughs> Great music coming out. Drake announced that his album is coming out in June. Ready. Kanye announced today on Twitter that his album is coming out on June Ready. 1st. And then he later announced that Tiana, Tiana Taylor's Taylor. is coming out on June 22nd. Ready. We're ready for that. J. Cole also announced his album is coming out on your birthday tomorrow on April 20th. Ready? So I'm looking forward to he that. He said KOD stand for, or stood for three things, but none of those three things were King of Diamonds. And that's what I thought. King okay? of Diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> Kids on drugs. Killers on dragons. Okay? Um... Wait, Kings on. You said kids on drugs. I really thought that's what it was. Well, I don't know. It's a whole bunch of KODs, right? But none of them were King of Diamonds. So I was just like, all right. So he hasn't said what it stands for. No, has he, he did. Oh, he did? He did. Um, give me a few seconds. Kids on drugs. I was right. Oh, okay. King overdosed. Kill our demons. So but I still three. don't see King of Diamonds. So there's three mm-hmm. definitions? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I'm and he said the it. rest of the album is up to your interpretation. Nice. So appreciate all of that good music coming out this week and this month and in June. Yeah. That's what's up. So then let's move on to the hung up or hanging up. You can go. 
I can go? Oh my gosh, I'm freaking out. Um, so I truly am just hung up on all things great. So I'm hung up first and foremost on my fucking self because it's about to be my birthday in like an hour. Nope, nope. Um, and I already mentioned all the shit that I'm doing. I'm hung up on Beyonce for just being a light mm-hmm. in our lives. Um, and I am hung up on Rihanna for being, you know, just a, such a great support system and like a drunk support system. So Rihanna has just given love to so many people uh, over the weekend. <laughs> Cardi, Beyonce, she was in the crowd at Coachella just getting her entire life. Um, so I think she's dope. And I just want to, you know, be hung up on just like all black people. We're fucking dope. So clearly, you know, like, yeah, I'm out here. Like, I'm hung up on all of us. We are dope. We deserve. I am hanging up. Come on, Mama D. We deserve. On Starbucks. Oh, yeah. Was that your hung up or hang up? Nah, fuck that. Okay, well, fuck Starbucks in Philly, because I know which one it was, on Spruce Street in Center City, who, after two minutes, called the police on this young man, who was a Q, by the way. Um... And escorted him out when he literally showed up for a business meeting. First of all, who calls the police on somebody who's choosing to sit in a Starbucks? How many Starbucks have you been in where people literally just sit down and don't order anything? I think they just come in and do that and be seen. Mm -hmm. Literally, people just come in there to sit down with their laptops just to be seen. Or be seen or do... Like, there have been so so many times where I don't order anything and I I literally have, like, written papers in Starbucks. So for you to call the police, like... Clearly, you're a fucking bigot. Fuck you, whoever did that. Yeah. Um, but luckily in Philly, instead of Starbucks, we have... Um, Uncle Bobby's. Uncle Bobby's, um, founded and created by Mark Lamont Hill. Um, and so that's where I'll be going tomorrow to do my work. Bye. Let me know how you enjoy it. Yeah, it'd be cute. But I am also torn because, you know, Starbucks be giving you that free drink on your birthday. So I don't know what to do. They, you said they don't? <laughs> they do. So I'm just like, damn, do I get me a free drink and then go to Uncle Bobby's or what? Don't know what to do. Yeah, no, we're going to have to do something this weekend. You and I? So I'm hung up on you. Oh my gosh, is this like first Happy birthday. Thanks, thanks. Which is really dope. Appreciate you. When you say we're doing something, what is that something? Is it rated G? I'm just saying we got to do something. Okay. Celebrate. Okay. I am... (laughs) Hung up on you. I'm I'm hung up on the Hung Up podcast. Again, you know, just celebrating the year. I'm just hung up on all the greatness and the things to come. I'm really just, yeah, it's dope. I'm happy. Nice. One of these weeks, we're going to actually have like legit things to be hung up and hanging up on. As always, guys. After a year, we'll, we'll start fucking around and actually, you know. In what way? Anyway, you guys, this has been another episode of the Hung Up Podcast. As always, I am P. Ryan. Find me on Instagram and the Twitter at I am P. R. Y. N. I'm Eric. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at E. Dante Cole. Find us both on Instagram and Twitter at. You love doing that. H U N G U P P O D. Facebook.com slash Hung Up Pod. Send your emails to hunguppod at gmail.com or. Click the email link on our Instagram page. Yes. And then also thank you for all of the likes, rates, comments, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, um, Stitcher, anywhere that you can find a man who will kind of fuck with you, but ain't fucked you yet. It's been good, y'all. Yes, this is cute. Tell him bye, Eric. (laughs) Peace. Bye.